gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What's up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. You can find us on the World Wide Web at GameOnWI.com. So, it is another week of Packers offseason, another week of eyeball emojis, another week of Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Salary cap news, all kinds of stuff going on. So let's get right to it to start off your Monday morning. Uh, My show comes out on Monday. So unfortunately, I don't get the benefit of the news cycle because the Pat McAfee show happens on Tuesday. So tomorrow, we will hear again from Aaron Rodgers in some way, shape, or form. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. What's going on with Rodgers, what the Packers are doing, and what may come of this week. Another fun week in Green Bay. But I do want you all to get over to Game on Wisconsin and check out a really cool series that we we're doing. We did this last year as well. It's called If I Were Goody. This past Saturday, the second edition of this year's series came out. Jacob Westendorf laid out his plan for what he would do if he were general manager Brian Gutekunst. And he floated some big names and possible targets for the Packers in 2022. So go check that out. And I also want to urge everybody to keep an eye on Game On Wisconsin, the Twitter account today around 12 o'clock for some announcements, news. Just keep an eye on it. It's going to be something fun going on. So the uh, again, that's like your verbal eyeball emoji. And it's funny, I, I tweeted out something yesterday about the eyeball emoji and how it's just been a real dud because like last week, two weeks ago, or I guess two weekends ago, Devondre Campbell posts the eyeball emoji and he's at Lambeau Field and Zadarius Smith posts the eyeball emoji and then we didn't hear anything about Drake Campbell or Zadarius Smith. We don't really know what's going on. And so it just seems like the news that actually hits ends up coming out of nowhere. When it Whereas if there's an eyeball emoji, it just kind of builds up the anticipation and it's hard to live up to. But... That's the world that we live in right now. Everybody wants to have eyeballs. So check out Game On Wisconsin. Check out the If I Were Goody series. Packers did some stuff with the salary cap. Freed up some space. Freed up about $22 million in cap space. But before I get to that, I have to speak a little bit real quickly on this whole Greg Jennings thing. Now, I know that this was a couple days ago and it's over with and it's it's been spoken about a lot, but... This is, to me, I have, an, I have my own take on this. And, and my take is, is why Jennings is doing this. And I don't know that anybody's really gone to this place as far as why Greg Jennings is doing it. I get it. Personal gain, attention, media clicks, money, marketing, all that kind of stuff. I get that. I think this is honestly a sad tale of a guy who is still in his own head and has not reconciled how he left the Packers almost 10 years ago. And how he was spurned by his former teammate Aaron Rodgers after they had a successful run together, won a Super Bowl together, 
And he just seems like a, a guy who has tried to extend olive branch after olive branch to Rodgers. And every single branch just ends up on the ground. And they're, they're not, they don't talk. And I think he's finally gone full scorned X and has said, screw it. I'm out for blood on Rodgers. I'm just going to, I'm out for blood. I'm no, no longer do I need to stick up for this guy. Like no longer do I need to, 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 you know, toe, toe the company line. Screw this guy. And I'm muting that, that term for, for television here, as they say, for the little ears in the room. And he goes on TV and he's talking about Rodgers, how Rodgers told him not to be the guy who wants a new deal and creates a big stir when he's in the middle of a contract about wanting more money. Then he says Rodgers is a hypocrite because now he's doing that to the Packers. He wants the Packers to extend him and make a commitment to him. Um, okay, this isn't the first time we've heard from Jennings. Rodgers has said that Jennings only comes out of his rat hole to trash on him uh, when, when Jennings needs attention. And now other former teammates of Greg Jennings are coming out and they're calling him out. And it's not a good look for him when guys like John Kuhn and Tom Crabtree are trashing at you. Neither Kuhn and Crabtree are both good guys. Like they're not, they're not blowhards. There are some NFL players out there who are like, okay, you were great on the field, but I don't need to hear you behind a microphone. John Kuhn and Tom Crabtree are not blowhards. (laughs) And if they're coming after Greg Jennings, clearly dude has an issue and he just needs to quit. And I keep hearing about Jennings and how he'll be a Packers Hall of Famer. Okay, I, I guess. I mean, it's the age-old argument about what makes a Hall of Famer. Does their personality off the field play into it? Surely it has in the past in, all, in multiple sports with some players. And there's other factors and reasons why players don't end up in the in the Hall of Fame. A team Hall of Fame or the, the pro sport Hall of Fame, whatever sport they played. Just, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Just because you were on a Super Bowl team doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a Packers Hall of Famer. And I guess I, I haven't looked into Jennings' numbers with Green Bay, but he did have a good run for a, for a few years. You know, his run was not similar and uh, not that much different in tenure to Sterling Sharps, who unfortunately was cut short because of injury. So you can put up some amazing statistics and you can put together a body of work that is impressive enough to be Hall of Fame worthy in six or seven seasons. It's just not that it's not that many seasons, so we'll see. Kurt Bankert also going at it with Jennings. Jennings showed his ass when he basically called Bankert out for not being a guy who plays. Look, you know, I, I don't know what has emboldened Greg Jennings. It's fun to pile on the Packers. He did it ten years ago when he left talking about how it's drilled into their head, how it's the, you know, we're the class of the league in Green Bay, we're the best of the best, and and he was like, whatever, you know, there's, there's, there's other situations around the league. And then he went to Minnesota, played there, went to Miami, played in, in Miami, and I've, so many former players have, have, after the fact, come back and done podcast interviews and said, you know, after I went somewhere else, I realized... It really was better in Green Bay. Now, maybe some guys found it better elsewhere, and that's great. 31 other teams, look, to put together an NFL franchise and to be an NFL team, you've got to do things right. You've got to have a good culture. You've got to do things well, unless you're the Arizona Cardinals, and then you suck from top to bottom. But for the most part, if you're an NFL franchise, you can't screw it up that bad. You've got to be good. You've got to be good enough to be in the league and represent the Shield as they say. So 
that whole thing just I found comical. It's Greg Jennings coming out and his buddy Jermichael Finley oddly silent right now. Maybe he's finally learned a lesson and he's like, you know, now might not be the time for me to come out and start yapping about Aaron Rodgers. Although, you know, all it takes is someone to invite him on their show and he gives a soundbite and then I'm eating those words. So that's my take on Jennings is he's, he needs to, he needs to go talk to somebody and re, you know, reconcile this departure from the Packers. That's still in his head, still bugging him and bothering him. And it's, it's kind of sad. So, all right, the Packers freed up some salary cap space. This has been a huge conversation for multiple years. Everybody talking about the salary cap, giving projections, experts, non-experts, Twitter experts, Packers fans, everybody talking about how the Packers are going to be in cap hell in 2022. They kick the can down the road. They're going to have to pay the piper. And they're kicking it even further into on, on into next year potentially here. Because the Packers freed up nearly $22 million in cap space, they've restructured Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, and there's more to come. So they basically have erased half of the of the deficit of their being over the cap at this point with those three moves. Now, presumably when Aaron Rodgers makes his decision, which is supposed to come soon, could be tomorrow, that is going to also help the Packers because he either gets extended and stays or he's going to retire. Both of those actually free up money. They, they free up space either way. So the Packers are going to get about another $20 million back with Rodgers doing what he does. And we're only getting closer and closer to the start of the new league year. So all the clarity that we've been seeking and all of the hope behind the eyeballs should quickly come together. And I I have to say, Ben Albright over in Denver uh, has to be exhausted, chasing his own tail and everything else that he's been chasing, only to have the Broncos not anything. And now he's tweeting and talking about how he's the one that's telling everybody that Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. He's trying to leak it. And he's the one that's let everybody know, hey, I was the one that told everybody that Aaron Rodgers is staying at Green Bay. Okay, well, take a vacation and enjoy some time off, Ben. You were, you know, thanks for all the info that you put out there. So that's what's kind of happening in, in Green Bay right now. It's it's about setting up for the future in 2022 for this season. And the Packers have some work to do. I still think, you know, I'm seeing some, they're still in conversations with Devondre Campbell. It seems likely they want to bring him back. I saw something about how the Packers would like to have Russell Douglas back. I don't know how official that is. We haven't really heard a lot of uh, smoke there, seen a lot of smoke there. So I don't know if there's fire to go along with it. But the Packers have an opportunity to add add some talent back. And I think if you're going to run it back and you had a player that was a was a top contributor in the NFL at their position, you're going to want to hang on to that guy. You know, it's kind of like the dumb and dumber, the, the, the IOU with the, with the car, the Lamborghini, 250,000 might want to hang on to that one. So you're going to want to hang on to guys like Devondre Campbell and you can debate Russell Douglas, but I think you could also do a lot, lot worse than him as well. Got Adrian Amos. You could potentially extend him, do something with him. I think he's been a really solid part of the Packers' defense. The Packers are going to have to make a decision on Darnell Savage and his fifth-year option as far as what they're going to do there. So that's going to be interesting. There's going to be more moves to be made. Just, again, this is... I believe in the front office. I believe in in Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball. Forward-looking, 
Again, it wasn't like, you know, the, the it's been said a bunch of times, it wasn't like they woke up after the Niners game the next day and been like, oh, crap, look at all this salary cap mess that we're in right now. We, we were partying so hard expecting we to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't realize that we were in this shape. They knew. They knew this a year ago. They knew two years ago that much of this was going to be what it was. They're not, they're not dumb. And if you're reading the tea leaves, a little ode to Paul Brettel there, former Pulse of the Pack co-host, my Pack-A-Day co-host, Aaron Jones has a cap hit that is prohibitive next year. We knew this about Zadarius Smith last year coming into this season. And Zadarius Smith is very likely going to get cut. Aaron Jones is not going to play for the Green Bay Packers on a $20 million cap hit in 2023. So just be sensical about it. Let's not, let, you know, let our brains go crazy and say, oh my God, the Packers are going to have the highest paid running back. I can't believe they're going to pay you. They're not going to pay Aaron Jones that contract. It's not going to happen. The Packers are smarter than that. So let's just kind of hang on. Let's see what this week brings. If I'm betting right now, I think Aaron Rodgers will return and he'll be under center for the Packers in 2022, and the Packers will do everything they can. They're not going to be able to bring the entire team back. They'll do everything they can to try to field a competitive team between draft, some value-free agents. I don't think they're going to make a big splash in free agency because they don't have the money to do it. And as much as as you say, well, the cap is a myth and all this other kind of stuff, it's really not. The Packers have to be smart about what it is that they're doing. And on that note, too, with the Aaron Rodgers thing, too, and people talking about Tom Brady and taking less money and Andrew Brandt put out his Sunday seven email that came out and he wrote about Tom Brady and why he thinks Brady really took less money. And he doesn't think it was really necessarily about being able to field a more competitive team. I think there were other inner workings and things that were going on that may have led to that. So everyone's chastising Aaron Rodgers and saying, Hey bro, you can't be a $50 million quarterback. He's not asking for 50. I don't think. And expect this team to be competitive. Look at what Brady did. This is why you don't have more rings. Well, the other thing too is you really think about this. I mean, the majority of us are in a are in or going to be in a working career that is going to take us, is going to last several decades. NFL players are lucky to play beyond one. They're lucky to play beyond. I mean, the average, what's the average career in the NFL? It ain't five years. So imagine. You're going into a job that you know that you're not going to be able to do for very long and you're going to have to pivot and figure out what you're going to do after that at a young age. And then you you want to give up your ability in that short window of time to earn as much as you can for your future because you're going to live for a long time after you're done playing football. It would be nice to have some money in the bank. If you're not going to do much else, I mean, NFL players typically have other business interests and they they buy businesses or they do something else, like they're going to go do a job. Obviously, they're not going to sit around, but if you are going to sit around, you better make that money. You better have that bread and be ready to go. So I don't, I don't chastise any player for taking the deal that is, is going to take care of them. So you get like a Rasul Douglas, and if he's able to capitalize on a great year that he had, can't fault him for that. Look what Matt Flynn did 10 years ago. He throws six touchdowns against the Lions at the end of the game, end of the season in 2011. And he just get he gets handed like a truckload of money from the Seattle Seahawks to go play there in 2012. Like just 
Go earn. Go earn. That's all it takes. Look at Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney made a bunch of money for himself by absolutely decapitating a running back. And that's the one, the only clip that they ever played of him in college. And he's the number one overall draft pick in that draft. Like, that's how sports are. You have to respect the game. You have to, you know, don't or don't hate the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I guess is what I should say. I just said both. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's what the game is. We have to respect that. We have to let the players do what it is that what that they're going to do. But I listen, playing for the Packers in 2022, if you're somebody who where legacy matters and you care about winning and you want to win a championship, there are a lot worse places that you could be. So some players may decide, hey, I want to be here. Randall Cobb may decide because he's not going to play on his current deal either. They're going to take some cap savings from him. They're going to cut him in or in some way, shape. They're, they'll cut him. But Randall Cobb can decide like, you know, hey, I've, I'm lucky to still be playing. It's 11 years later. I had a great NFL career. I got a chance to stay here with my boy Aaron. Stay in Green Bay where I love playing. I went to Houston. Didn't love it. Was in Dallas. Didn't love it. Green Bay's home. I love being here. It's the league minimum, but my goals right now are not monetary. My goal is legacy and a ring because I didn't get one when I was here before. You'll see some guys do that, and I think that would be fine, but it doesn't always work that way, and even if the Packers are talking to somebody, and we have seen a strong history of the Packers, when they start talking to somebody, they typically get the deal done. But we have seen in the past also, every once in a while, a player gets away. And it's because conversations break down or, you know, I look at the Jared Cook situation. I think that was kind of what it was like. There. I don't know how many how much conversation the Packers had with his agent. But, you know, he went off after 2016 and decided that uh, he wasn't going to play in Green Bay. And then the Packers made one of the worst decisions and one of the worst moves that they could to try to replace him. And I'm not even going to get into that any further. So a lot of fun coming up on the McAfee show tomorrow. Enjoy that. Stay tuned to Game On Wisconsin, the Twitter account here at 12 o'clock today for some updating news, uh, some exciting updated news and fun and all kinds of other stuff there. Check out Game On Wisconsin, the draft previews. If you're one of those who's like, hey, I don't know who any of these prospects are. Who should the Packers draft? Who should we be looking at? The Packers, the Game On Wisconsin has some absolutely fantastic stuff up there about draft profiles and they tie in to the Packers and if they were drafted by the Packers how good they would be who they are all that other kind of stuff it's very valuable for me somebody who doesn't really delve into the draft stuff as much so get over there and check it out you can follow me I'm at Jason Perrone you can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI I will be back next week on Sunday very likely with not just myself there's my eyeball emoji right there there's gonna be someone along with me for next week's show. We'll see what that is going to be. In the meantime, if anybody has any questions, comments, thoughts, tweet me, send me a DM. The DMs are open. Hope everybody's off to a great start with their week this week. Wherever you're at, it's still winter. Winter's wrapping up. There's no baseball yet, so we got to keep ourselves warm with other thoughts and other things. So stay warm wherever you are, everybody. Stay safe, take care of each other, and as always, Go Pack Go! Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind. 